Well, people, I can tell you, people in normally when I'm looking outside, they normally say to me, what's the weather like there? Up there is it snowy and things like that. You know? <laughs> Let me show you, what's the hottest part in a sauna? If you go into a sauna, where's the hottest bit? At the top. Think about me and Edmunds. You know, we're six and four, the heat's rising. You know, we're feeling, don't we, Edmunds here? It gets hot up here. So. Anyhow, we can have the uh, first slide. So, the sermon is just called Grow. Okay? The person on the left is Thor, our new family member. He's a puppy who's now 10 months old. Um, yeah, he sits on that chair which is out the bay window and he, he looks out at people um, doing that sort of thing. On the right hand side, anyone guess what that is? It's a plant, very good. I'll tell you what, we're, we're at work today. Okay. Yeah, that's a plant. But when you put the two together, can we have the next slide please? That's Thor on the left hand side. And that's the plant on the right hand side. Now the interesting thing is, that was Thor about four or five months ago. And he literally went at all the leaves first. And then from there, he went down the stems. So we ended up basically with just the one pretty well stem sticking up. Yeah. Five months later, look at that plant on the right. It's the same plant. Wow. That is exactly the same plant. In fact, if you look really close, you can see one of the old stems sticking up. But it's amazing, isn't it, how plants, they can have all sorts of roughness done to them. They have the god of thunder and storms come and attack them. And uh, they end up, uh, they're able to take that on board and still grow. In fact, that plant is bigger than it was last year by far it's just grown stronger just because it got pruned back a bit <laughs> a little bit I, I, I've got to be honest I didn't think it was going to survive I looked at that poor thing and I thought that isn't, that isn't going to survive at all um, I'm, going to, I'm going to talk about grow I'm going to go to the first thing which is being uh, next slide please yeah grateful if you turn your Bibles to Colossians 3.16 or you can read up here it says let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the spirit singing to God with gratitude in your hearts Colossians 3.16 you know as disciples, Christians we need to be grateful uh, and one of the things that sometimes is to be difficult to be grateful about number one is God you know, are we really grateful for what God's done to our lives? You know, and I look at my life sometimes, you get bombarded with all sorts of things going on, and you think, oh, this is tough. And you forget about the gratitude. Or even just being grateful for those around us. You know, teaching, you know, you've got people around you, you've got the same beliefs, faith, wanting to please God. That's something just to be really grateful about. Um, I mean, I think even just about how people do things out, just off their own head, decide to do something like, even last week, Jason, we had that nice song, didn't we, during communion, remember that? I thought, that was superb, where did that come from? 
It was really, really great. And just being grateful for things like that. Also, I just got a quick question for all of us, because it talks about teaching and admonishing one another, i.e. helping one another in our lives. Just thinking about your last week or two, and you're studying the Bible, can you think of anything in the last two weeks when you've studied the Bible that has helped you personally? Okay? Note the word, personally. Okay? We're quite good at sharing about others, but how about personally? Think of something that... Can, can anyone think of something that they've read in the Bible in the last couple of weeks that's really helped them personally? You want, go on, Chris. The, the book of Jeremiah, you know, when you read it, you know, um, and you don't really have that much of an insight on it, it can be quite uh, quite overwhelming. And, you know, you think, where is God in all of this? And this year I've been reading the book of Isaiah in chronological form and seeing it in the pitch and the framework of which how Jeremiah was and why he did what he did. And uh, it's just been an eye-opener to realise that, okay, the potential thing about Jeremiah is that it all leads up to the one thing, and that's Christ. Mm. You know, and the, it was the same with Isaiah, when I read about Isaiah, to say, looking at everything within the Bible now, yeah. and that is a, an incredible thing to my personal faith, and the faith that we have as a church, that we preach the Bible, and nothing but the Bible. And so, you know, you were able, I was on the bus yesterday, and uh, this lady was, uh, she seemed to be a, a very joyful sort of person, so I started talking to her, and uh, yeah, it was about reading, uh, I started to talk about the Bible, and she said, uh, why do you want that Bible? So I really started to sort of quote some things from the Bible, and said, I'm going to the Bible, it's incredible. I said, well, it's because we, our church preaches the Bible. I invited her here today, and she's got a car. And she wanted to know the number of our minister. Unfortunately, I couldn't give Roger Greenhouse's number. But maybe, you know, it's just that enthusiasm, that mm. strength that's building up after all these years as a Christian that makes you change even today, you know, mm. and to try to sort of put God's will first and foremost in your life. Great. Walter? I'm also in the prophets in the Old Testament just to see for a challenge how they were really God-focused, independent from their surrounding. Mm-hmm. Because they believed what God said was right and true. And one of, well, of course, there was a battle, mm-hmm. but still how they were really succeeding to see God first and then their surrounding. Yeah. For my heart, that's a challenge. Excellent. Donna? I think for me, um, what I've come to understand is... Um, God might actually tell you that this is your promise. This is what I said I would give you. But you still have to fight to get it. The Israelites, you know, they were given the promised land. But they had to clear out all that was in the land. And God said that he was with them. Yeah, go, I will give you, go, I will give you, go, I will give you. But they had to fight. And and I think also just how they did sin. I've had a conversation with God about the number of people that died, it seems so unfair. In our society today, it wouldn't be acceptable. He would be called the God who was guilty of mass murders or whatever. But what it helped me to understand as I prayed, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that, you know, sin is in man and God hates sin. And so people who deliberately decide that they will consistently sin, God has every right to get rid of them. 
Amen. Now it's interesting if we just share things with one another, it helps us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I just had a thought for myself: How often, when I sit down with somebody, do I chat about what I'm learning for myself in the Bible? I don't. Um, but it's something I'm trying to change because, actually, I think if we do it with one another, yeah. we get together and we, say, and we, you know, don't be hesitant to say, "Oh, what are you what are you learning from the Bible?" Okay, that'll help you as well. If they say, I haven't read it for three months, then they might be able to help them a bit. But anyhow, if you talk to each other and just help one another, it's amazing how you can learn things off other people. I, I love it when we have different people come to the church mm-hmm. to talk, because there's always something new you can learn mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. and help you become a, a, better, a better Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the other things that I'm grateful for in our church is just the Christians that have been around for a long time. Amen, that's right. Some of you guys have been around a long time, and I know that it's uh, it, it doesn't get easier right. just because you're older as a Christian. You may have learned a few things, yeah. but the other, older Christians are there challenges. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's challenges, yeah. but you've stuck to it and you, you, you keep going, which is yeah. which is a great thing. Uh, next one, please. Okay, great. Second Timothy two two. Nice short scripture. Don't have to look it up. I'll read it out to you. And the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who also be qualified to teach others. You know, being reliable really helps you to grow because you're given responsibility and things to do. That's how you grow is when you take things on where you're being reliable. You know, and I think as a church. Obviously, I've been around a little while. I think we've grown mm. in this area. Mm. I think there's a lot more reliability Amen. and things happening. Amen. You know, people you say to someone, "Can you do that?" You know, they do it, and, and you know, it's, and that I think is a great thing to have in the church. But we can all be reliable. All of us be reliable. Mm. And when we went up to, uh, we had the Manchester trip mm. uh, last couple of weeks ago. As a, obviously, as a coach went, mm-hmm. um, I, I sorted out the coach, but I was looking after the God of Thunder, which was my responsibility for that day. <laughs> so on the coach, um, Walter looked after the coach going up. Mm-hmm. He just took that responsibility himself. He didn't, mm-hmm. you know, didn't have to say, oh, "Walter, could you sort this out?" But just people stepping in, taking responsibility. I use. Yeah. I, I use Walter as an example because I also know it reliably it won't go to his head when I mention his name. <laughs> so, so, which is great. But just being reliable, we all need to be reliable. Um, you know, if you get asked to do something, be reliable, even if you're slightly scared about it. Come on, the next slide, please. This is Ephesians 4.16, again nice and short. From him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. That's just re-emphasising that. Mm. Now in the world, quite often in companies, you have 20% doing 80% of the work. Mm. That's not God's desire. God's desire is every part has its part to play. And you are, every single person is really, really important in the church. You all have a role. You may not always see it, but 
you know, it's people like Antoinette. Antoinette will hug me every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday, mm-hmm. she will hug me. Mm-hmm. And you probably get hugged as well. Yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, does that make you feel bad or good? <laughs> good. So, it's an encouraging thing to do. You know, I, it's, it's like um, going home with the dog. When I go home and Thor's there, he doesn't come up to me like this. He's jumping, excited, wheeze the floor and everything, you know. He gets very, very excited. So, show us more. No, I'm not showing you more. You can come and help tidy up if he gets excited by you. But, you know, he, he's, and isn't it so great? Wouldn't it be terrible if we came here on a Sunday and everyone's walking around? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, all right, we? we would not be excited, would we? So we can all play our role in just helping the church to grow in that area. Uh, next slide, please. Okay, lesson from Thor again here. Okay, this one's this bit's just called overcome. Now that looks great doesn't it there's Thor in the water I'm just going to read out the scripture for you it will come up next anyhow uh, in 1 Thessalonians 1.11 therefore encourage one another and build each other up just in fact as you are doing if you go back that one slide now that's Thor in water yeah to get Thor to do that to get into that pool took quite a bit Golden Retrievers are meant to love water. This one didn't. (laughs) This one would run away from water. So it took time. We we got a little paddling pool and we kept on encouraging him. And he'd go so far and he'd wonder why why we were stirring the water and trying to get him in, chuck a few treats in. We started off quite low, the water level, so that's a bit higher now, but about half of it was empty and half of it had water in it because it's on a slope in the back garden and it eventually we got him onto the dry bit that took a while mm-hmm. and then we got him onto the wet bit but all the time we were encouraging him we were saying come on Thor, come on have a look around here and then uh, eventually we got it get all four paws in but not in the water on the dry <laughs> then we encouraged him again putting a bit more water in and eventually he got his feet two feet in and then put all four feet in and jumped straight out and then ran around the garden like a loony <laughs> they ran around and around and around um, and now we managed to get him that, but it took time it took encouragement in fact what we had to do in the end we had to go in the water with him to get that, that to happen so you know we, to overcome things we need others to encourage us to help us mm. you know when you're encouraging people um, it's so important to encourage people in the church mm. just when they're going through difficult things mm. but we need to we need to overcome these fears because we all have fears don't we mm. who here doesn't have a fear mm. we all have fears mm. and that's not just about spiders and those sorts of things <laughs> I've, I've seen some of you when there's a spider around you go absolutely Sorry. loopy <laughs> Okay, uh, and even a fly or a wasp sometimes you can go mad. So I've seen I've seen people in the church how different people react. So you know, but you know we try to encourage and help people to overcome those sort of any sort of fear. But spiritually, we have fears, don't we? You know, who naturally 
loves to go out and do evangelism all day. Good, we're not lying. That's excellent. <laughs> Something else we don't have to work on today. Good. Yeah, we don't. We're not naturally. We need that encouragement and we need that help to overcome. Yeah, even for you know, for, for some of us, having a Bible discussion, taking someone through the Scriptures to help them become a disciple. That's a big challenge. A big challenge. But get alongside someone. Watch someone else do it. And encourage one another. Help out one another overcome all those fears and concerns. Uh, next scripture. Revelations 2.3 uh, You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. That's the thing that we can do. We can grow weary if we don't watch it. Another thing from the dog training, we, we have to go once a week now, dog training, um, to help Thor and help us mainly, I think it is actually. That seems to be what the trainer is instructing me and telling me, Dad, Dad, don't, because we get called Dad and Mum. So, Dad, no, don't do that, no, Dad, no, like this, Dad. I seem to be like, I feel as though I'm back at school on a Saturday morning and being told to do this. I'm, I'm more tired than the dog afters, I think. But what we do is you, you help and train him uh, but it would be quite easy you know, to just give up so he just won't do it he just won't learn it um, but you, you, know, you keep, keep training, keep progressing and eventually he gets it and sometimes he goes backwards if you know what I mean, it's training sometimes you got him to do something and then all of a sudden it gets worse uh, from what it was before it takes time you know, we, we can sometimes do that with one another can't we? I've spoken to that brother about this or that sister about this umpteen times. I'm not wasting my time anymore. We've got to just try and help people, help one another, help one another to grow. Uh, next one, please. Weeds. Now, has anyone got weeds in their garden? We have, on our estate, we have uh, an area just up from us between the housing and what's called the public open space, a strip of, strip of land with landscaping in it. That landscaping looks like that now, we've got some nice big weeds. And the problem is that the bit, the public open space bit, is being managed by the management company. Then they've got the houses, this is a little road that goes up, and then the houses outside. Well, the houses take care of their gardens in front of them in between no one's taken responsibility okay so the weeds which there are many are being just overgrowing and killing off the plants and what happens you see the weeds start off really small don't they and then they get bigger and then all of a sudden the weeds are bigger there's a, there's a uh, a bramble there. I don't know how it gets. I don't know how they get there, but there's a bramble there that's bigger than any of the plants down that patch. So the weeds get in, and they just grow and grow and grow. Well, how do you get rid of weeds without chemically blasting them and everything like that? How do you pull them up? Yeah, yeah. You get you get in there, don't you, to pull them up um, individually so you can get them out of the way. But if you don't do it, then there are issues. 
if you don't get hold of those weeds and, and get rid of them, there's a real issue. Turn to the next uh, slide, please, scripture. Okay, turn to Hebrews 12, 14 to 17. I will make it short today. I can feel the heat. Okay, verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau who for a single meal sold his inheritance, writes as the, as the oldest son. Afterwards, as you know, when he wanted to inherit his blessing, he was rejected. He could bring about no change of mind, though he sought the blessing with tears. You know, Esau um, sold his birthright for some food. That just seems bizarre, doesn't it? It just seems like, hang on, I've just sold my birthright for a bit of food reality is we've got an inheritance that's far better than the birthright that Esau had we have an inheritance in heaven we have probably weeds in our life that are there which could harm our inheritance if we don't deal with it how cheaply are we selling that away for a bit of Um, you know, Galatians 5 we all know very well Galatians 5 is full of scripture on, on just different sins all sorts of sins some of those things we had to deal with when we became disciples of Christ we had to deal with them didn't we and say right we're changing that how often do we let those come back in we have to deal with them and kill them because they will eventually catch us out and we have to help one another to do that. Well, it's, um, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? As a church, I've heard this word, and I'll be open with you, I've heard this word of saying, oh, that person's left the church, but I'm not surprised because they're on the fringe. Well, what does that mean, they're on the fringe? Well, it means that they've not really been living the disciples' life. Is what we're talking about. Someone who's not, you know, they've got part of, they live partly to it, but other things have entrapped them, like weeds, and just overcome them, and eventually they can't survive. Um, something will come along and remove them. Um, now, we've got to try and help one another out. Okay, some people won't want the help, but at least try to help one another, help one another grow in these areas of, of dealing these things. Now, the reality is, we have a choice if we're going to remove those weeds all of us mm-hmm. in our lives now, we have that choice um, and you know I'm hoping that we all choose that we're going to sort out the weeds because um, we often talk about don't we, that, um, you know, what, what does a disciple look like well the scriptures are what a disciple looks like mm-hmm. yeah. if I and that's actually hard to, if I said I was a chicken Okay, and you say, what? Mm-hmm. What do you mean you're a chicken? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a chicken. Mm-hmm. I chicken, uh, eat chicken food. Mm-hmm. I live in a coop. Is it a coop, is it that we're called? Mm-hmm. I live in a coop. Mm-hmm. You say, 
but you're not a chicken. Mm-hmm. You don't look like a chicken. <coughs> you know, I could walk like a chicken. I'm sure these guys here know what a chicken walks like. <laughs> so they could be more convincing at saying that I'm a chicken than I could. But I'm still not a chicken. And it's the same as a, a, being a, a disciple. You can have the look, because it's difficult, but it's what's going on in the heart. And that's where we need to help one another grow. Get these things out, help one another grow. Just go on to the last slide. There's Thor. Thor on the left, when he was probably two, three months old. And Thor on the right, when he was six probably six, seven months old. Now wouldn't it be sad if Thor stayed like that on the left? Oh yes, it'd be very sweet. I know. It'd be very sweet. But, you know, I don't want to clear up poo from the kitchen floor for the rest of my life. You know? It would be very sad if he stayed like that. How do you think God feels if we stay like that? He wants us all to grow, you know, and and growing. We need we need to all be responsible for helping one another grow, and that's all about getting involved in one another's lives. You know, being grateful for the things that we have. You know, being reliable people, overcoming those difficulties, dealing those weeds, which all spells grow. Thank you for your time. All right.